Hey everybody, I'm Jason, your host of Let Freedom Reign, an equine industry leading podcast that talks to folks from all different walks of life who share their testimony of adversities and perseverance and how the horse has helped them through their journey. Stay tuned. We're going to have a great time. Come along for the ride. Welcome everybody to another week here at Let Freedom Reign podcast. This week, we double back on our life enrichment series titled A Little More Rain. Jeremy Sveetzer was our inaugural guest for Let Freedom Rain podcast featured in episode one. And this week, he revisits us with his perspective on setting realistic goals and expectations. Jeremy is a founder of Charlie Five Horsemanship, and this episode provides a little reflection for both he and I. A lot has changed for the two of us between Let Freedom Rain podcast and his organization. As always, we encourage your feedback and interaction on the talking points. It'd be great to hear from you and understand how you set goals and how you place expectations on the accomplishments you set out for in life. For more of Jeremy Sveetzer and Charlie Five Horsemanship, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram under Charlie Five Horsemanship. Please take a moment to visit their website, charlie5.org, and five is spelled out F-I-V-E. Should you find the content of this episode valuable, please share it with a friend. Additionally, your five-star ratings and reviews on the podcast platform of your choice would mean the world to us. You can find us on both Facebook and Instagram under Let Freedom Reign Podcast. We hate to keep you all waiting any longer. Here is our life enrichment series on setting realistic goals and expectations with Charlie Five founder, Jeremy Sveetzer. Jeremy, welcome back to the show, my friend. Yeah, it's good to be back, man. It's good. It's you know, we ha- it's not like we lost contact with each other, but it's 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 no, no, no. We've had many conversations in the last year and a half, two years, but uh, it's been a long time since you've been on the show, right? Featured in episode one, our inaugural episode that has gotten an incredible amount of support, and and even to this day, right, the downloads continue to grow for that episode. So that's awesome. We we that's incredible. No, we definitely thank you for sharing that testimony. I mean, it's, there's such a huge impact in in your ability to be raw and articulate at the same time, and and honest. Uh, it's just been incredible, and. And actually, now getting back into a little more rain, right? In this life enrichment series, we're going to talk about the realities of setting goals and expectations, and and kind of what your experience has been at Charlie Five Horsemanship over the last year or so. Yeah, yeah. It's um. Well, it's I'm first of all, I'm honored and uh, and and thankful to be back. It's it's awesome to talk to you. And um, I since the last time we recorded a a, a show, we so many things have happened and yeah. I've grown personally, um, in, in my relationships with people and, and, and in working with horses and doing that stuff. So it's, it's really incredible to, it's awesome to be able to sit back down again and kind of look at, I get to go back and listen to that. And then I can, I can sit down and, and, and listen to this and kind of see where change has been made. But, you know, for this past year, um, a couple things, a couple words have really stood out in my mind as, as, as we've progressed through the years is, is realistic. Um, is just that word by itself, realistic, um, and expectations. And as far as we look at realistic, um, dreams are incredible things and they, they do amazing things for us because they motivate us, they drive us and they get us, uh, they get us to where we want to go in a lot of time, in a lot of ways. But they can also be damaging, I think, um, because you're not – you said you, you have a dream and you want to accomplish that and you want to get there. Um, sometimes that dream isn't as realistic as you want it to be or you're not, you're not managing 
you're not managing things to make that dream a reality. You're not managing goals to make that dream a reality. Um, and the horse, the cool thing is the horse is the perfect, um, I don't know what, I'm not very good at these big words or it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's the perfect, it's a perfect example of that. Yes. Yes. You, you could take, you can take a, you know, one year old, two year old colt or a, a, a BLM horse that's never been touched and you can have big, you can have Bobby Kerr dreams, right? Yeah. You can have, you can have, uh, 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 these huge I name your 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 reigning trainer that's in the you know uh your reigning competitor that's in mm-hmm. you know that's out there and you can have these dreams and for that for that horse but you and that's great you have to have the drive and and more importantly you have to be realistic about about how you're going to achieve those goals um because it's not an overnight thing. I see so many people out there. Um, they'll come to me away from, you know, just kind of on the side and they want their horse to do all these incredible things. But, you know, unfortunately their horse isn't set up. The horse doesn't have the foundation. The horse hasn't been trained to get to that point, but they want that Mm -hmm. thing now, Mm -hmm. whether it's a side pass opening, closing a gate. And how do we, how do we work on getting a horse to where it'll, open and close a gate mm-hmm. how do we get a horse to a side pass consistency repetition right yeah um, but people don't people just see a video on youtube or on tv and they see a trainer um get these horses to do incredible things and and it's not realistic in a lot of ways because that horse has taken time and consistency and repetition to make that possible and, and so, I, I think a lot of the challenge with this is, and this is my experience as well, in the same time frame, um, goals and, and expectations are, are somewhat of a touchy subject, right? Because right. those of us that, that dream big, mm-hmm. you, you got to play small goals to, to achieve the big goal, right? Right. But in the same vein, if goals and work ethic, the amount of work ethic that it takes to achieve that goal don't align... Uh, mm-hmm. You're putting yourself in a bad position. Additionally, right. in in the same conversation, I tell people expectations are difficult to manage because you have to have a certain level of expectation to achieve anything, right? That's given. Right, right. But in the same regard, expectations can almost set you up for failure because if you're going out to accomplish whatever it is, let's say goal A, and you don't accomplish it, you may, with the wrong perspective, predispose yourself to a feeling of failure. You know, so in in one vein, it's good to have expectations because you achieve goals doing that. In the same exact breath, you place unrealistic expectations on a given scenario or dream or goal. uh, You could be setting yourself up for failure. Right. Exactly. And I think that I I think that the horse is, I guess, an analogy Mm -hmm. for that because because um, you have to be able to uh, break it down. You have to break down. your goal with whatever that is, you have to be able to break it down to the very simplest part of that. Mm -hmm. And I, and I really don't, I really think that people, uh, we live in a society that drives, um, instant gratification. And, and so, um, we see a horse side passing at a trot across the arena and we want to be able to do that with our horse. We figure that horse ought to be able to just go out there and do it. 
Well, no. <laughs> With again, setting the goals, you have to be able to side pass one step. Yeah. Before yeah. before you can before you can get there. So let's let's start at the very very basic level. And how do you break that down? beyond that. And you can even peel back those layers further than that. I mean, you talk about, I'm just going to use hip control for the sake of conversation, right? Right, right. You can Mm -hmm. achieve that horse taking a stride to the right with a hip, but is that horse taking that stride willingly? Is he striding correctly? Are they striding balanced, right? There's so many Mm -hmm. more facets to just one single stride of a horse. So people have a hard time understanding. And I was the same exact way. I thought about this with my horse, right? He's a team roping horse, real hot in the box, didn't settle in, just always wound tight. Oh, I'm going to make this horse the most relaxed, squared away, mentally fit horse you could ever imagine. And I beat myself up day in and day out trying to achieve that. For me, I'm in a lot better mental space as far as pursuing those goals. But I find in order for me to level up, I almost have to peel back the layers and go backwards to the first and early parts of training um, and reset some of those foundations in order to be able to take a stride forward. Exactly. You you touched on something that's, again, with being realistic and Mm -hmm. expectations, especially with what we do. You know, we have veterans and and first responders. We get get horses too. Um, And uh, two of them have actually come to me and, and, and they've talked about wanting to send their horse to a trainer mm-hmm. and, and it's my own personal opinion. I think there's different things that people look at as far as what a trainer is going to do. Um, you have, you have trainers out there that are big time, uh, trainers for, for specific things, roping, you know, uh, raining, cutting, things like that. And you have trainers, your local trainer, um, that, that work on, on different things like, you know, just getting a horse to be uh, cool, calm, quiet, soft, supple, flexible, those kinds of things. Um, so both of them, both a couple of our, our, our folks came, a couple of veterans came at different times and they said, you know, I'm going to I really want to send this horse to a trainer because uh, I just want to either move him forward and get him to the next level. Or I want to, I want to make sure that I'm doing things right. And, mm-hmm. And, and I want to get this horse to do this and that and the other. And, and the first question I really ask is, do you intend on this? Is this your horse? Is this the horse you're going to ride for a long period of time and work with for a long period of time? And they, they always, well, yeah, you know, I just want to get it to here. And I, this is where I discourage sending a horse to a trainer. I have nothing against horse trainers. I'm, Mm -hmm. They're, they have their purpose, but if if you have a horse and you get it as a three, four, five, six year old, and that's a horse you anticipate you plan on riding for the next 10, 15 years, um, what what's going to happen when you send that horse to a trainer? The ho- the trainer is going to go back and they're going to start and they're going to evaluate that horse from the very very basic level, and then they're going to train that horse to do things and learn from the cues and work from the things that, that they, on the way that they teach it. Mm -hmm. Right. Correct. And then any trainer that's worth his or her salt is going to bring the individual that they train the horse for back. And they're going to teach that person to ride the way they taught the horse. Well, if you have, if you have skill and ability, um, and it's, 
training a horse isn't as hard as we make it out to be. It's that it's not the application of pressure. It's the release of pressure uh, that that teaches a horse to do things. It's consistency and repetition. You have to spend time and put effort into it. And if you're going to have a horse for 15 years and you're going to ride this horse and what you're going to do with it is go check pastures or drag cabs or just go trail riding or do this kind of thing. What's the point in sending this horse to someone who's going to teach that horse how to do things the way that they would do it? Yeah. yeah. Why not invest Correct. yourself and the time into teaching this horse the things that you want it to learn the way you want it to learn them? Because people will tell me that my horse, my horse may be too light in the mouth for them, that they're too heavy handed to work with a horse like mine. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't, you want your horse a bad habit in, from my perspective, a bad habit with a horse is, is something that somebody else won't tolerate. Correct. Right. Correct. So, so if my head horse is swinging his head around, that, that's a bad habit. But, but if, if my horse does is heavy, is heavy off the foot. Um, and that's a, that's a bad habit to somebody else. Cause they want someone that's light off the foot. Mm-hmm. However, however you want to put that. So I encourage, like I said, I encourage, uh, uh, our veterans to work with the horse. If you're going to keep that horse a long time, work with it and you teach it what may be somebody else's bad habit. But if it works for you, there's nothing wrong with it. Correct. Right. And, and I think that's, it's a tough part again in finding the balance because from a trainer's perspective, right? You're getting paid for a service and oftentimes the client either doesn't have the education um, doesn't care to have the education or quite frankly, just does not want to put in the work themselves. Uh, mm-hmm. So you want to create mm-hmm. that level of separation so you can accomplish something when working with a horse without having the outside influence, but in the, in the same right. right, right. And finding that balance. I agree that you have to bring the client in at some point because right when they, I mean, realistically the way I look at it, and, and this is not how some trainers look at it, some trainers train for the longevity of their paycheck, right? So they always right. have a client in the barn. They always have a horse in a barn. Um, and I've heard of unethical trainers that have matched people with horses because they know the horse and the human aren't going to get along. And that human's going to always bring that horse back for training, which I mean, is yep. a whole different conversation for another day. But the way I look at it, if, if you hired me to train, I'm going to try to train to a level to develop you and your horse to where we never have to see each other again. You're going to have the right. skill set and you're going to have the ability to communicate and understand your animal. So when you leave the facility, you are off and you guys start to write your own chapters. Right. Right. And I, I agree with I agree with that. And, 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 you know, and what we do in getting horses to individuals is, is we kind of put them through the ringer to know and understand what they're, what they're capable of. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and so we try to match that individual with, with the horse that, that, uh, is just at or above their level mm-hmm. because the number one thing we're trying to do is challenge them, provide them with a, we don't want them to get bored. Correct. And, and, and so, um, they all have the skill and ability. They understand the basic principles of horse training. And further, they have the, they have the, um, they have the mentors in place to, to help them move that. And that, that goes back to the, to the expectation. Um, those are, those are expectations that we set through our program with, with the individuals that we serve. And again, um, I think the biggest mistake we, we make 
um, in communication and in, in, in a lot of our relationships is that is is not managing or expressing our expectations to people because um, when we do that, you, you just set yourself up for failure um, across all the way around. If I don't tell Jason what my expectations of him are, um, then he never knows. If I don't care one way or another, then I then then it's okay. But oftentimes, what happens in relationships that kind of fall apart or or, or have or have problems. Uh, is that people have un, undisclosed expectations of others, and and then you end up um, they end up upset because you didn't you didn't meet their expectations. Well, I didn't even know what your expectations were. I'm going over here living my life like this, and, and you want me to live my life like this. Yeah. So um, so that and we've experienced that growth, and that we've experienced that growth over the past year, really, in what we're doing, and it's and it's. Um, it can be frustrating and it's, but it's, it's an awesome lesson um, to learn. Um, and I think that in time, a lot of people learn it. Other people may not ever learn it, but, um, and then, and then again, back to goals. Um, you know, when we first talked, I think, I think I talked about having, I had big goals. I had dreams. I had big yes. dreams and yes. I still have these big dreams about what we want to do. We want to serve all kinds of veterans. We want to do all this, all this stuff. And, and over the past year, um, I've, I really kind of got checked. I got put into check with, with those dreams and really started to look at, um, is that really what I want to do? What happened over the last year and a half was as things started to grow, I got busier. Um, I got pulled away from doing what I, love doing and set out to do, which was to get horses out there to people and for me to be involved in the horsemanship process. Um, and being, getting busy and wrapped up and, and doing other things, I kind of got pulled away from that. And what I found was that other people were doing what I wanted to do and what I set out to do. And now, now I'm just like this administrator, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I have no desire to be an administrator. <laughs> I, I, I would much rather spend the entire day loading hay on a trailer than to sit for two hours behind the computer um, doing something like that. So dreams are great to have, but let's manage those dreams and let's be more realistic. I am very happy and I'm content with the amount of, uh, with the number of horses that we've got, got to individuals. Um, and I'm very happy. I'm even more pleased and even more proud of where those people are now. That each, each individual we've gotten a horse to a horse or a mule to has either done something with themselves or done something with that animal that takes it a step farther than we ever anticipated it going before. Just real quick, Melissa down in Texas, Divine Texas, she we she was the first person we got a horse to, and you know we didn't have any expectations. We didn't even know what to expect. Right? Yes, yes. We, we here's a horse. Good luck. Go forth and prosper. We're here if you need us. Um, since then, she's she's uh, she's come to the point now where she's um, she founded South Texas Mounted Search and Rescue. She uses that BLM horse that we got her from from Jeff and Kelsey Cook. She uses that horse 
to um, do mounted search and rescue. She uses a cadaver dog. She's trained a dog to be a cadaver dog. She goes out there and she can use that horse right on her horse and that dog can go out and help her find human remains on horseback. This is something that this, this young lady has done. She didn't just take the horse and go do what she wants to do with it. She found something that's going to help serve the, serve the community, you know, and, and as far as we go, she's more than exceeded our expectations. And I think it's incredible to see the progress in the journey that she's made. We're, we're very proud of her. Um, and, uh, the next one was, uh, quick was, uh, Eric Lynn. We gave him my mule Duncan and, and that one was kind of a, we didn't have any expectations either. He, he's a mule and donkey guy. He had the knowledge and experience to work with the animal and we just didn't really have a place for him. He is, he is a veteran. He's a, he's, he retired from the military and could use that horse or that mule to get him back in the mountains. And he did that. He did exactly that, but he found that the mule didn't fit his program. So instead of just up and selling the mule, he talked to us, of course, and said, Hey, we just don't have a place for him. I want to find a home for him. I said, okay. And instead of going and just selling that mule to set the first outfitter that came along, that was going to hand him the money. No, he, he honed that mule with, with a guy who's going to, Duncan is now carrying, uh, this man's son's wheelchair up in the mountains. So father and son can go spend time up in the mountains and the, and the son is, is in, is in a wheelchair. How, that's incredible to me. It's unbelievable. Could, it's unbelievable when you talk about the unintended benefits, right? And or you talk about the unknown expectation, and that's been my that's been my paralleled learning of of this journey of the last year, year and a half. If we're talking about the same time frame, right? Because mm-hmm. you you were the start of Let Freedom Reign podcast, right? You were episode number one. Charlie Five Horsemanship had a little bit of a start before we had our conversation, but. Sometimes it's okay to not know your expectation, right? You're pushed, you're right. driven in a direction with a purpose. It's okay to not know what the what the goal is going to be. It's okay for expectations to change, right? Because right. as you start to gain more experience, it, it's almost that you start to focus yourself, right? And you understand what you don't like, and maybe you mm-hmm. like something else that you didn't even know about in the first, first uh, part. And then right. for me personally... Uh, and setting goals and expectations when talking specifically about horsemanship is I have learned to eliminate the time compression, right? We have to right. move forward. We have to move forward with a purpose, right? That's how progress takes place. But to say that we're going to achieve X goal in X amount of time isn't always conducive to the horse's learning process and always is not conducive to the human's learning process because – I've learned more from a horse and will always learn more from a horse. I, mm-hmm. I don't know that there's enough days for me left on this earth to ever repay the horse. Right. But for me, it's it's getting out and just working with that horse and understanding, hey, today we're going to learn something. Today we're going to work on something and just be okay with that. And, right. And eliminating all of those factors, it just provides for better communication. It provides for for better goals, right? I think things are more... Mm-hmm successful in the long run um when you start to right. focus on the micro then then focus on the macro if that makes sense i, I think i think that important thing is this has been coming up in my mind over and over and over again and i I've, i'm not a i'm not a by any means i'm not someone who sits or i don't 
memorize scripture and I don't, I don't, we've, we've talked about my spirituality and about, about my relationship with God. And that's my relationship. And I, but I think there's things in the Bible that come up and they, they hit me and they set on me and they set like that, those, those, those biscuits and gravy, you know, they just mm-hmm. sit like, mm-hmm. like a, like a brick. And I was out working for the first time in a long time. I was out working with my horse the other day and we've had some things we've been dealing with here and trying to manage time and, and funding and so on and so forth. But this little piece of scripture, it was something I read a long time ago and I just remember the numbers. So it forces me to go back and read the scripture. And it is Romans eight twenty eight, mm-hmm. And it says, and we know that all things God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. Now there's, there's a lot of words there, but I think there's two, there's two important words there and they're the last two, his purpose. Yeah. I think we have, we have expectations, we have goals, we have dreams, and those are all great things to have. But if we stop and we listen and we ask, and I'm, this is what I am religious about every night as I, as I go to sleep. I, all I do is just ask God to, to shine the light down the path I need to go on. And that's, that's really what I do. That's the extent of my prayer. And, and I think what we end up doing is we find something that we like or we find something that we want or we find a direction we want to go and we forget to ask what his purpose is. And, and in all of that, we, we mismanage our expectations or expressing our expectations of others to try and achieve what we want, what we think is our purpose. Yeah. And ultimately, if we look at life and you, again, in my, the extent of, I believe in God, I believe I talk to God all the time and, and we're, we have a relationship that's unlike any others on the face of the earth. You won't see me in church. Um, you'll see me cursing like a sailor and, and doing things that I shouldn't be doing. And I, and I ask for forgiveness and I ask God to point, point, the, point me down to, to light the path that I'm supposed to be on. And I, I'm just asking what his purpose is for me. What am I supposed to do for him? What's, where's my cog in this, in this giant machine? Help me with my cog and help spinning, keep the machine going. And so, um, I think it's just, a. I think about that. I think about that a lot. And I think about that a lot is as far as other people's expectations of me and our organization can be, um, their, their expectations are, we're doing things from my perspective, according to what, to the direction I never, I don't say I never, I work really, really hard at trying not trying not to push too hard on something that I really want. I say this is, and I try to use logic and reason behind why, because if we start getting too deep into the weeds on feeling and emotion, I think that that throws, I think that throws everything off. But if we look at logic and reason and say, this is the reason why, and we, and we don't, we're not trying to do it tomorrow. I think the, the, the path is, is lit for us, the direction we need to be going. And I think that that's one of the more important things about managing expectations and stuff like that and being realistic that can help you out along your way. Sorry. No, you make an amazing point. No, you make an absolutely amazing point. And I think it's incredible as we sit here and have this conversation. Just last night, I was talking with another cowboy who rodeos for money 
and has been very, very successful. And we talked about how the old me, right, and the older version of him, uh, you set out with expectations and goals for your successes, right? What are what are right. things that I want to achieve as a human being, and how do I go about that? And the transition as we start to grow in our own faith and just become mature as men, right? The the path has changed in the exact same fashion for me. I now pray every single night that I use what I have been given, what God has given me, not that what I've earned, I haven't earned any of this, right? What God has given me, I pray that I can better serve his purpose. Do I know what his purpose is? No. Do I care what his purpose is? No, I really don't. I am going to follow as faithfully as I can, stride for stride, to further his purpose with whatever talent or ability he has given me. And this show has become this, right? Our early Mm -hmm. conversations in episode number one is how do we affect the law enforcement and military communities and better serve them with horses? Right. Right. And here we are a year and a half, two years later, and you think of the incredible opportunities that both of us have had. And this is not to boast or brag in any way, shape or form. Right. Mm -hmm. But we started with virtually a napkin dream and I've traveled to other countries. I've met some incredible horsemen. I mean, you look at my guest lineup, nobody that's on my guest lineup, I should ever have a conversation with when you talk about earthly connections and inner circles and all that stuff. Right. Right, right. But I truly believe that God has put these people in my path or me in their path, however you want to look at it. Absolutely. Because there's somebody to serve out there. And the conversation that we have today, hopefully, will serve somebody else. And, and, and I've, and since, since we recorded the, the first episode, um, I've had a number of people come, come my direction, whether it be to thank me for just, you know, sitting down and, and, and talking about it or, to help that have helped that that episode is I, I gotta be honest with you. I haven't been able to re listen to all the episodes. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't listen. I don't to expect stuff. you I, to buddy. You got your own life. <laughs> I, well, I, I, what ends up happening is I usually talk to myself while I'm out there cleaning stalls or whatever, which would <laughs> normally be a perfect time for me to, to, to listen. But, and I've tried listening to podcasts and stuff like that while I'm doing this. But anyway, I'm, uh, I've had people come. I even had a, a veteran uh, reach out to me. His name is Carson. And, and, the, the amazing thing was that he, he reached out and said, Hey man, I I just like to get involved. If there's any way I can help, mm-hmm. uh, I'd mm-hmm. love to help out. And this is what I've done. And this is well, and I said, well, you know, that's great. It's great to hear from you and so on and so forth. Um, we've established kind of a friendship. And one thing that he's done that I think is pretty cool is that, um, we tried it out and it's not something we can do at this time. It's not something we really have the funding or the ability to take on, but, there's a veteran that lived not too far from him that uh, reached out to us. I think he, they either saw some Chris Cox horsemanship or, mm-hmm. or through your podcast, but they had a horse that they needed help with. And, uh, you know, out there in Missouri, I think they're in Missouri. I can't travel all the way out to Missouri. Just so happened that Carson lived in Missouri at the time and they were able, we were able to link him up yeah. or Oklahoma, yeah. something like that. They were, they're out there in Oklahoma, Missouri, somewhere in there. We were able to link them up, and Carson was able to do the work uh, to help this other veteran. And, you know, really all it boiled down to is he just wanted – he didn't even want it. He didn't ask for it, but we paid for his gas, his fuel, to go pick up this horse and ride this horse for two, three months and then take the horse back. Because really all the horse needed was someone to ride it. 
Mm-hmm. The horses mm-hmm. needed miles, mm-hmm. and and the person didn't have the time or the ability to put those miles on the horse, and so this is what that's what that's what Carson did. She went and put miles on the horse and got that horse in a little bit better shape for and, the, for the other person to go on. I and, think that I think that point. I think that point does a phenomenal job of demonstrating what we've talked about, right? When right. when setting realistic expectation and goals, you need to focus on what what is the next, literally, what is the next step. If that right. if that truck isn't full of diesel, it can't go nowhere. It right. can't carry Carson to where he needs to be to get to that horse, to better serve that horse, to better serve that veteran, right? And right. I think sometimes we get lost in, we as human beings, we get lost in the clouds. We dream so right. big that we lose sight of just, hey, take another step and be okay with that step and right. actually enjoy that step, right? It's, sometimes it's okay to pat yourself on the back. Right. We, you know, we're, our mission is to get horses to individuals. And, and I think that I kind of got lost in just wanting to do that mm-hmm. in, in, mm-hmm. T- in this past year, uh, year to um, seeing, get the right horse to the right individual and, and doing it in a way that sets them both up to be successful. Yes, Those sir. are our expectations. Yes, so, sir. It doesn't do me any good. It doesn't do the veteran police officer, firefighter any good. It's for us to, to, to load up a horse in a trailer and, and drive to their place and dump off a horse in their front yard and say, good luck. Yeah. Without the support, uh, without the support and without getting, listening to what they're saying and what they're asking for, um, to what they're asking for. Now we've, we've even turned people down because what they're asking for doesn't align with what our mission is. Correct. And I think that that's important that we do that because if we just start handing out, if we start acting like Oprah and saying, you get a horse, you get a horse, you get a horse, <laughs> we're, we're not, we're not fulfilling our mission. Right? You're going to have people that are angry and frustrated and mad that they, that they got a horse that doesn't fit them. Yeah. You're going to have people that are angry, frustrated, and mad that, 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 the horse doesn't accomplish the goals that they want to accomplish. And there's been some, there's been a lot of discussion running a nonprofit is, is a very difficult thing because it's not just up to me. Correct. I, I can set my, right. I can set my vision and this is what my vision is and I can explain why, but that doesn't mean that they don't push back and say, Oh, I don't agree with that. Jeremy. And, and you know how hard it is. This is uh, for me to go from saying, this is my dream and this is my vision to, okay, I see what your point is and I understand where you're coming from and let's address it. Yeah. Let's address it as a board and, and see where, see where we line out. It's hard and it's scary. It's scary for uh, uh, the founder of a, of a nonprofit because I've seen, I've actually seen it happen where people start a nonprofit and they get the wrong people on their board. Next thing you know, the person that founded the organization is no longer a part yeah, of it. Yeah, squeezed out of it. Yeah, they get squeezed out, and so um, what? Really, what it what it comes down to is is we have to be we're adults. We have to stop living in a world where uh, we have to be the ones that change the world as far as is expectations, and not being afraid to say this is what I expect of you. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and and. For, and giving the other other people the opportunity to meet those expectations, and if they don't meet those expectations, and we have to we have to come back down and say, okay, why didn't we meet these expectations? It's not why didn't you? It's not why didn't they? Why didn't we? Yeah. 
were my expectations too high? Am I not seeing something? Um, and, and, and are they realistic? And reward those small steps that we make forward. You know, and on the expectation side of things, it's about giving, giving people the benefit of the doubt. You know? Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Um, and I just want to, it's, it's been hard because I just want to help people. And I want to show this country, I want to show people who may not ever have that exposure experience with it. I want to show them how the horse can have such a significant impact on, on, on the life of somebody. And it, it gets, it's difficult to do that sometimes because people have their own agenda and people have their own ideas of how things should be. And so, um, again, you got to, manage those expectations and let those expectations be known and let another thing we need to do is, is let people um, know what our expectations of ourself are. This is what I expect out of myself. This yeah. is what I try to do. Yeah. Um, I think it's been incredible. The, uh, the ground that we've covered and I love that, that this a little more rain series, right? The purpose of this show is to, to provoke thought, you know, and I hope the listeners out there would be great. Um, we get a little interaction on social media. You can find us on both Facebook and Instagram, right? At Let Freedom Rain Podcast as well, right? Charlie Five Horsemanship. Uh, hit us up. Let us know what, what what are your goals and expectations? How have they changed? How's your approach to it changed? Because a lot, a lot of ground has been covered in the last year and a half for both of our organizations. And, uh, It'd just be great to see other people's perspective in it. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, my mentor, I would ask him, you're an expert. I would say, you're an expert. You you tell me how to do it. And he would say, well, first of all, an ex is a has-been and the spurts a drip under pressure. (laughs) 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 I I have, he says, I have my way of going about doing things, but I'm always open to learning new ways of doing things. Correct. I have my opinions. Correct. And they're mine. I I don't expect anybody else along the line to agree with me a hundred percent. That's my expectation of the world when I open my mouth. Yeah. I don't expect you to yep. to agree with what I have to say, but I do expect the world and people who listen and people who I expect them to to do so with an open mind. Yep. Think about it. Yep. Yep. Don't close yourself off from the world because when we stop closing ourselves off, when when we don't want to hear what the other person has to say or or see what you're missing, you're missing that percentage of people who who might be able to impact your life in a different way. Absolutely. Don't don't shut that door. So never. Never, never, never. Well, Jeremy, it's been great speaking with you about goals and expectations. Thank you very much for coming back to Let Freedom Rain podcast and speaking on a life enrichment topic here on A Little More Rain. And as always, man, we wish you the best of luck. This isn't the end of our relationship. I'm sure we'll have plenty of other conversations and uh, hope to get you back on here in the future sometime. Awesome, man. It was good talking to you. All right, brother. You take care. Thanks again, everybody, for listening to this episode of Let Freedom Rain podcast. Again, you can find us on social media under Let Freedom Reign Podcast. If you want to support the growth of this podcast, go to patreon.com forward slash Let Freedom Reign Podcast. Again, we thank you, and we'll see you on the next one.